Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFT. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving. You have now joined Jenny from the Blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keane. Today is a very special recap episode, which, by the way, you may have noticed is posted a whole day later than usual. We are doing a collaborative episode with the Looks Rare podcast crew, or at least a couple of the guys from that, Scaly Nelson, Zinc, and Debussy, who Debussy is going to show up a, a little bit later in the, in the show, but Scaly and Zinc, welcome to the show. So excited to collab with you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, same here. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just so our listeners know, and, you know, maybe like your listeners, I don't know, anyone listening to this right now, like, let's all give like a quick little intro on like how we got in when or how, or, you know, what our story is on getting into the NFT space, maybe a quick little couple minute thing. Uh, I mean, whoever's down to go first. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Cool. Well, what's up, guys? First of all, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. We were just chatting up for a few minutes. Uh, you guys do a great podcast, so this is going to be fun. We're going to, you know, mix communities and talk it up. But so I'm Michael Keane. Yeah, I was I was a ticket broker for a long time, for 17 years. Obviously, when the pandemic hit, uh, tickets, you know, was pretty much non-existent for a year and a half. So I didn't really work. And uh, last February, uh, the P- our podcast uh People will know how much that I, you know, respect Gary V. So I'll mention him super quick in this one. He put out a video talking about NFTs. I wasn't even really into crypto or anything like that. This is February 2021. And I just, I wasn't doing anything. And I jumped in head first and, and it's been amazing. I got into Top Shot and VV and then got in, obviously the Bored Apes and V Friends. And it's just been an incredible run for the last year. Uh, Jennifer and I are now, this is, I think, episode 44 or so, and we have a great time doing this podcast, and uh, it's it's been a good run, so that's me. What's up, everybody? That's really cool. I didn't realize that you got in because of Gary Vee. Yeah, yeah, 100% because of him. He put out a video. It might have been on TikTok or something like that, and he was just like, this NFT thing, like supply and demand and and he's like, just like, this is what I'm going to be doing the rest of my life. So these bells started going off. I already knew how smart he was. I'd kind of been following him for a couple of years. And just that that moment, that video changed my life. It really did. Like I went right to Google and I started Googling NFTs and Top Shot was the first thing I found. Uh, Andy, who's our producer, has been my one of my best friends for the last 20 years. We got in it right, this, right together. I like messaged our friends. I was like, you guys ever heard of this? Like weird, like digital, whatever. And we just, we just all got into it. It's, it's been incredible. Yeah. That's how I got into it for sure. Good time to get in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect time. Perfect time. I mean, it was like, you know, the timing, it was like, a, it was a gold rush, you know, for you know, pixel vault, cool cats. Like all that stuff was just incredible. Scaly was a big top shot guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go next. I um, yeah. actually got into crypto in early 2018. 
and kind of instantly went into NFTs because I played around with CryptoKitties. And then I, I immediately thought baseball cards would make sense, right? Um, and then there was actually a baseball card kind of like project called MLB Crypto. And they changed it to MLB Champions a little bit later and got into that. And then that was a pretty good project, but it was a little ahead of its time. And then the people running it kind of rugged eventually, as a lot of NFT projects tend to do. And then I got into Top Shot. Then I got into CryptoPunks. Actually, no, probably the other way around. CryptoPunks and then Top Shot. And then, um, you know, ever, ever since just been like, you know, it was pretty mellow for, for like two years. It wasn't a whole lot going on. And then all of a sudden it just exploded. Nice. Yeah, I guess I could go next. Uh, so I've always been kind of dabbled in crypto. I'm an economist by trade and, uh, and used to work at a central bank even. And, you know, so I've always had crypto kind of out there. It's always been around. But, uh, you know, I bought my first NFT in like 20, early 2019. It was actually like these block cities, um, you know, kind of the whole concept of minting something just was kind of a mind blower. And then, uh, you know, I just kind of dabbled a bit. And then, uh, you know, pandemic hit. We were just sitting at home a lot. You know, I was working at a bank, used to be in an office, used to have that kind of regular, you know, like strict office suit, uh, nine to five type uh, lifestyle. It doesn't leave you a lot of room for like all sorts of extra stuff. And once we went, you know, work from home for everything, started, started dabbling with all sorts, looking into all sorts of things. And NFTs just seemed like the most natural uh, application of crypto to me. And, you yeah. know, once I kind of kind of made that connection, it just, you know, I just jumped in head first and it's been kind of uh, a whirlwind ever since. But, uh, you know, a lot of my big wins were in the art blocks world. So mm. much more on the art side than the, you guys were in the collectibles. Yep. Ooh, yeah. And I know uh, we were going to kind of dive into art blocks a little bit later as well. Um, I'll quick, quickly say my uh, story. I kind of bought the top of crypto in like 2017. Hey, the bus is connecting. Um, and then I didn't really, I kind of forgot about like, you know, crypto and all that until like 2020. And then my sister kind of like forced me to buy some crypto kitties. And then, um, and then I just got into Top Shot, like probably not as early as Scaly. I forget. I don't know if you said how early you were, but I joined like October 2020, still relatively early. Um, and and that, that was like super exciting for me. I was really into Top Shot for especially for not being a basketball fan. I was like so freaking passionate, like making YouTube videos and everything. And then I and then I got scooped up by Evaluate Markets, started working in the Web3 space, uh, working for a um nft analyzer site and and then i just started this podcast started you know just i don't know always like doing things and like especially if i'm passionate about stuff you know constantly doing stuff so and, and of course building up my nft collection along the way so um yeah and the bussy welcome in i don't know if i'm even saying your your name right but that's how i imagined it in my head for the past like year i've been following you and by the way scaly i've been following you for like a year too it's just kind of crazy like nice. um to be like doing a podcast with you guys uh because it's like i kind of looked up to you on twitter um as being like oh geez in the space and all that and oh shoot they have they have cool crypto punks like hey, thanks for um, having us <laughs> yeah of course of course welcome in we were just saying bios about ourselves if you wanted to jump in and, and say a little something about sure. how you got started in the space so I got started in um, 2017. I think it was in March. I started, um, you know, I started reading. Well, all, like obviously I got into the space to make some money, right? So I started Googling, you know, Ethereum, Bitcoin and whatnot. And um, I ended up buying some BTC and ETH in 
Like after doing some research in August of 2017, then I ended up degening in some altcoins in December of 2017. I ended up making a lot of money, ended up getting wrecked in 2018 really badly. Hmm. Then I was on Instagram in November. Um, well, you know, I, I, I kept DCAing into ETH and other altcoins during the whole three years until 2020. And I was on Instagram and I was following Beeple. And I saw that he was releasing a, um, an NFT on Nifty Gateway. And I was like, holy moly, this, 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 this is fantastic, mm. right? I always, you know, I, I've always liked Beeple. So I got, um, I ended up getting three of his pieces, Enter the Ether, the Bull Run, and Politics is Bullshit. And, um, and that started my NFT journey. I started degening on Nifty Gateway, made a couple of good flips. And then I got a CryptoPunk in January of 2021. And I met some cool people. That's when I started meeting Scaly, Van, and a couple of other close for Zinc, um, Fonro, a couple of guys, you know, that were, you know, it's like we're really close friends now and um, building up a, some, some connections, man. And it's, you know, it's been an awesome space to be a part of, a part of. Nice. Great story. Uh, you probably saw that uh, Beeple this week announced that people that own politics is bullshit are getting a physical. I saw that and I regret yep. selling mine, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. is, I thought that was really cool though. Hands, man. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Same here. You don't got to tell me. When did you get your, cause I saw on Twitter like a while ago that you got like your crypto punk, like tattooed on your arm. I did. Right. Or is that a secret? Like, I don't know. No, you like deleted uh, that, that later. That's but, fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I actually, you know, I, have, I actually have a really funny story about this. If you guys uh, want, 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 want yeah, to get into it. it later. Let's hear it. So um, I ended up, I think it was in May of 2021. I really, you know, I was really bullish on punks, which I still am. And I consider my CryptoPunk 2504 my Web3 identity, right? That That's like me in, in the crypto space, like, like even, even though I don't smoke. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I was really, you know, so it was like such a part of me that I'm like, you know what, let me just get a tattoo of it and get a tattoo of Ethereum as well. Since, you know, I made most of my wealth from ETH and, you know, NFTs. So I ended up getting a tattoo of it. And so this tattoo artist, she was really nice. It was really cool. We were talking about crypto and whatnot. And in August, sorry, in June of 2021, I ended up getting in really deep into Rare Pepe's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rare Pepe's. Yep. No, I have a couple <laughs> I really love them. And it, I ended up making like a killer prop with, with the rare, rare Pepe's as well. So I'm like, you know what? I want to get a tattoo of a Pepe surrounding my, my, my uh, CryptoPunk. Hmm. So I went to the uh, tattoo artist again and she totally like denied me getting a Pepe. What she the? Was like, <laughs> she was well, like, it's a... <laughs> how's she going to deny you of work? She was like, like, you know, it's a it's what? a racist caricature. She was, uh, she was you know, no! the whole politics thing no, involved. No, Pepe is innocent. Be Pepe. That's not very Web three of her. It's, it's, you know, it really wasn't. <laughs> and I was actually showing her because you know, because I spoke to Matt Fury because I DM'd him uh, the summer, and I was showing her the DMs. I'm like, you know, the guy's really chill. Like Pepe has nothing to do with with um with you know racism or or trump or whatever it is he's just like a peaceful frog right but you just didn't <laughs> want to get, get you know get, give it to me and then it's so funny because I, I actually went to another tattoo parlor and there are some mexican guys and they agreed to do it for me so i'm like wow you see <laughs> 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 it's amazing dang 
What the heck? Yeah. So so you do have your rare Pepe tattooed next to I your punk. Don't I don't. So I met oh. this um yeah, so I have this so 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 I'm friends with this um with this Tezos artist and he's actually designing me one right now. And he wants to tattoo it on me when he comes to uh, Montreal. So I'm just waiting for him to uh, come down and, you know, get get, get it uh, tatted up. Nice, nice. Yeah, you have to post on Twitter when you do that. I so definitely so cool. <laughs> nice. I actually thought about getting a tattoo of mine, but I don't have any tattoos. But uh, Dude, just, skinny, you should get your punk. You, yeah, I feel like your it punk work has been your brain. But, okay, all right, yeah. The hair doesn't changes. work. It's too yeah. white. And then it'd be like white on white. white. It looks weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you could do. I like yours like though. A- that those three D glasses are cool. I like that. And the yeah, white crazy you. hair. Yeah, it's a nice one. It's, it's my such dream a punk. sexy punk. Yeah, that's a good that's punk. A that's a good punk. Yeah, yeah. It's like your signature, like look, like like actually. Bef- by the way, to to the people listening to this, Scaly and Zinc actually have doxxed themselves. This isn't nobody can see them except for us. But apparently, <laughs> this is their first time seeing each other, so this feels very special. Um, but anyway, he, he yeah. doesn't look like it punk, is kind of funny. So. <laughs> it's nice seeing you guys as well. You know, I've known you guys for yeah. a while. So the first time I've seen you guys. Where where are you at, bro? Where are you at? Let's see. <laughs> I'm scared, yeah. bro. I'm scared. Come on, come on. Show us your muscles. Come on. Hey man, I lost too much muscle during COVID, and I'm scared to see uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, we heard you. We heard you were a bodybuilder. Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm not a, a you know bodybuilder per se, but I enjoy lifting weights and getting bigger and stronger. That doesn't go with nice. the Web three stereotype. It definitely doesn't. No. Like, honestly, when I talk to people at work about Web three, they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're involved with this." But I'm like, you know, I love it, man. It's yeah. you know, such a cool community. It is funny though. Tattoos of your of your nfts or anything nope i actually don't have any tattoos personally if i got one it very well could be my ape if i got one but i don't have any right on my forehead michael you (laughs) couldn't get one because you'd sell it a week later and then you'd have i know probably would yeah exactly exactly (laughs) scaly when we all get together that's what we should do should uh (laughs) <laughs> we finally get the full crew together. I think so. Hey. Yeah, Everyone yeah. should get their. Uh, well, obviously, Vegas. everybody has his. Yeah, when we get, oh, yeah. that's three, the thing we've been guys. talking. About, we've been talking about meeting each other for a long time. It's funny how uh, mm. Web three, like on Twitter, like you, like we say, like didn't even see Scaly before. How yeah. like you can become like really good friends with people without really any um, kind of physical interaction. Really, that's the it's truth. Funny. Like yeah. I actually, I it's weird because COVID kind of shut everything down. Like I live only two hours drive from from. Uh, from uh, Deb, right? And so, like, it's not even, we're not even that far. Oh, we're going to do this summer, man. Well, yeah, we're in the summer, we will. But, yeah, like, it's just funny, like, you can, you can build these kind of friendships in this kind of world without, like, having any sort of uh, physical, you know, yep. proximity. So, very interesting to me. Do you guys do a lot of spaces? Do you get on spaces a lot? Things like yeah, that? Meet people that way? We kind, of, we kind of started that way. And then we, yeah, that's yeah. what we, well, we, we transitioned to do the pod more. Um, okay after doing a bunch of spaces together and it's just like the same vibe though right where we just kind of yeah. talk about what we're uh, thinking about during the week kind of thing yeah i was on clubhouse for a long long time and i met so many amazing people like tons of great connections and people i've worked with and all kinds of stuff yeah you're right about that like you don't need to ever meet anybody you become good friends and like i have more friends now than i ever had with all this <laughs> yeah. i really do i mean like you know no, i have a nice right. group of friends but like I, I feel like I have so many friends in the space. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw a quote yesterday that uh, I don't even remember what where I read it, but that uh, you know life's all about the connections you make with other people. That's really what it comes down to. 
And then today I was looking through my DMs on Twitter, trying to find probably the one with you guys. And I couldn't believe like how many different people I've met. It's awesome. Like I really love yep. it. It's like, I feel like, you know, it's like I have a better connection with my crypto friends and my friends in real life. <laughs> I you know, know. It's, like I go, it's, it's like, you know, it's like I go in the chat with the guys and I tell them my personal problems and we talk about it. <laughs> and, you know, it's awesome, man. <laughs> so tell me this hasn't happened to you. You like go to a dinner party or something and you don't have your phone out. And then the second you get home, you like, you like go in the bathroom and take out your phone and like binge on all your tweets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've got three yeah. hours off Twitter. I can't handle it. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you guys ever see yourself disconnecting totally from web from web three? Oh my god, I think about that all the time. Like I'm like, one no. day I'm just gonna do like, fuck it, I'm out, and I'm just gonna like delete <laughs> everything, and I'm just. Gonna, but what happened to Jenny from the blockchain? Oh, I don't know, man. She just disappeared mm. one day. Like, she, she ghosted <laughs> us. Yeah. She got hacked. Yeah. <laughs> she got hacked. Yeah. yeah, I think about that. <laughs> I wanted to get your guys' opinion on something that happened the other day. I'm really curious. Uh, the yeah. uh, can we t- can we talk about the world of women the galaxy drop? Were you guys? Of course, let's do it. Yeah, uh, I don't know uh, much about it, but educate us. Yeah. Like. yeah. Well, I, I don't actually know that much about it either. So it's pretty funny. Like, you know, world of women. Obviously, we all know about, and it. it's you know, kind of borderline, if not a true blue chip. It's it's definitely close to blue chip, and I've definitely noticed like how much kind of momentum it's gotten and multiple times I've gone through at the floor and tried to buy one, but I just I don't love the ones on the floor. You know, they're expensive. They're like 10 ETH now. And so mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to get one, but never actually did. And then they're, they're basically doing a mutant. Like it, it doesn't transform your world of woman, but it's a 20,000 drop or like a me bits kind of thing. 20,000 drop 10,000 to the holders, 10,000 to new people. It's a way to expand, you know, the ecosystem. And it kind of seemed like a no brainer that that's a good entry point, right? Like you got to get in on that. And so that's all I really knew. And then the day came when it was dropping and then I kind of did a little more research and I realized it was a Dutch auction going from 2.5, I think it was. And then it was going to go down, I believe 0.15 every 30 minutes until people started buying it. Right. And then what was weird is that some of the ones they had already given out were on the marketplace. They're on OpenSea. So like there was already an established floor of like, I don't know, 2.3 with a fair amount of volume. And so it was kind of like, well, if that's trading at 2.3, I imagine when it hits 2.3, it'll start selling, right? Well, it didn't. It hit 2.3, nobody bought any. And then it goes to 2.15. Then you go over to OpenSea and that floor just instantly went to Mm 2.15. And that kept happening. Mm -hmm. It kept going down and down and down and it was perfectly fluid. It was so weird. And then like halfway into the 30 minute period, if it was at like 1.7, halfway into the 30 minute period, when it became obvious no one was going to buy at that price, the OpenSea floor started creeping lower. And then it's like the second that happens, well, then you're definitely not going to buy one, right? And so there was this weird psychology going on. It went all the way down to one. Oh, and then then the other weird thing was there were some selling for way more than floor, which gave the appearance of leaked metadata, right? Like that's what you would think. Like why would people buy an unrevealed NFT for way more than another one? Well, then it turns out, no, that wasn't it. It was, you could link it to the original world of woman one because some of those traits were carried over. So like that made it even more confusing, right? So then that was going on. And then anyway, it hits one ETH. And that's when I was like, okay, I was going to buy one for like two ETH. Well, now I'm going to buy two. And I thought I was all smart. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy now. And the second I hit buy now for two, like I guess everyone else in the world did. And gas went from like whatever it was to over a thousand. Yeah. And so my transaction failed within like three seconds. They all sold out. And then I tried to go on OpenSea and buy some on the floor. And then the gas just to buy one was 0.75. Plus the floor went up to like one, you know, so it's crazy. So then it was this total like cluster F basically. That's a weird thing when you do the, when when you do the, um, 
like the public mint after the kind of holder mint. Yeah, really weird. That whole, yeah. They, because it could go either way for you, right? Exactly what you said. Like it, uh, you could have like a secondary market established beforehand and that will get people to mint things earlier, maybe more than they would have because they, you know, okay, well, 2.5 is what it's going to cost. But or that can happen like this where it's just a complete all over the place. And it's like the, the, the mint out was way lower than what the floor is. I think it's like 1.6 now. It's the floor, right? So yeah, it's like it's right, about that, yeah. Yeah. right. So like, it's not even like the DA floor that they minted out was even the market price. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Like these, all these, I feel like it's weird that like, you know, maybe we are still early, but like there doesn't seem to be any real sense that most projects have any idea how to, how to sell this stuff. Like, it's just like, everyone's just kind of winging it with on, on like whatever DA that you have or, uh, you know, some other strange, you know, everyone has definitely no strange, standard, right? Yeah, there's no like, standard. And it's, no. Well, you know, remember there the FOMO some ramp? options. Remember yeah, the FOMO, FOMO ramp? is a classic. Like, yeah. I actually I, I wouldn't mind. The key... a, I wouldn't mind the FOMO, but I think FOMO ramp doesn't exist anymore, right? Because you no. can instantly sell 10,000 of something in like three minutes in one block. Right. Like that's what happened with women. Like it went basically, yeah. there's like 9,000 left. And then in one block, it was basically, all yep. 9,000 mitched out, right? Like the FOMO rent wouldn't exist all in one block, right? You needed like, with hash bags, people took hours to mint those, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was over days, a day. Even? I think. Yeah. I think it was days, yeah. 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 It was and a then week some Chad uh, bought the last three that were like three. Yeah, three I, remember like that. That. I think it was Danny. I don't remember who it was. No, that was mm. uh, last one was coming crazy, right? It was like 10 or 50 or something. Wasn't I don't, yeah, one? I think you're right. It's an absurd number, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just to get the reveal. Those, those were the days. <laughs> yeah. What was that? A, was that on a bonding curve? One of those, you know, people don't use those it anymore, wasn't, right? Where, it, yeah, what? like the beanie, uh, Euler Beats thing. No, it wasn't quite like that. It was just a pure FOMO ramp. So, like the first, okay, like the first quarter were one price, and then the weirdest thing was so each quarter, like if you had ten thousand, the first twenty five hundred, next twenty five hundred, each one was a higher price, like double, I think. And then what was yeah. weird is the very last three, like, Zink was like was over saying, they were like really expensive. Yeah, and but so like, uh, each was also it like, didn't make any sense really. ETH was also like a thousand dollars back then too, right? It was, it was a little, little less, yeah, yeah. But but, but no one has the answer, right? Like you have a gas war. This basically a Dutch auction is supposed to prevent a gas war, or yeah, at least find good price discovery. But it didn't yeah. really do either. It kind of failed. Yeah, at least people let it get down a little bit. You know, there was. Uh, I like when the community kind of sits and lets it <laughs> lets it settle. You know, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's when there's you know when the demand is super high for something, there's not really too much you can do. Um, I liken it to the concert industry. You know, you're trying to buy Taylor mm-hmm. Swift tickets. If there's you know five hundred thousand people trying to buy thirty thousand seats, it's just it is what it is. It's, it's very similar, right? And then yeah, how do you yeah avoid the industries are very similar. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, okay, you can't so avoid the scabbard. Go ahead. Here's the question. I was just wondering is. The woman, the world of woman galaxy, which is out of 20K, is it worth it at a 1.5 floor right now? What do you guys think? I think so. I, I think so. I'm pretty bullish on those guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. It feels like uh, kind of they're doing the same path as board apes in the sense that they're like really attracting celebrity endorsements and mm-hmm. they have a little, like down the marketing game is really strong, I think, for them. And I think like, we were talking about this earlier before, but I think like a lot of the other kind of blue chips that people talk about, like Azuki or clones or cool cats or, you know, these other ones, I think they compete too directly with uh, board apes. Right. And so, you know, maybe they'll succeed too. And they probably, they're all strong projects, but I feel like they're always kind of at the same group of people they're targeting. 
Whereas mm-hmm. it's a very different group that well, the woman's targeting, right? But do you yeah, think that group for... is actually buying? I don't know, but like I think like if Moonpay decides to like that's how they diversify into the next NFT thing, right? Like that's going to be a huge, huge uh, pressure for um, yeah. floors, right? Moon, if you getting good, if your project launching and you getting good with Moonpay. That's, oh, yeah, that's the key right there. That's the key, that right, the key right there. Yeah, they yeah. basically were like uh, they were like the punks OTC of of board names, right? Like they just would buy whatever yeah. the floor was. They didn't care, yeah, because they were just giving it to celebrities for a bit, and then they just I guess they yeah. just resell them later. I, I don't know the whole deal, but they didn't really. Like, that was such a marketing expense for them, right? They didn't did a couple hundred thousand dollars for whatever they're doing. They don't yeah. care. See, I bought one for one point six. After all, that was. All that all was said and done, like an hour later when I was pissed off, and then an hour went by and I said, you know what? Yeah, I can't right. not buy one because then they're gonna go to like 10 ETH and I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. And I went and bought it's like one. it's like it feels so much like mutants at the beginning, right? Very much. And yeah. People people gave everyone had a lot of things to say about yeah. mutants during that yeah. Dutch auction too, right? And yep. you know, I think everyone would want to rather have bought <laughs> than not. Yeah, mutants yeah. sat at three point five. We've talked about this a lot. They sat at three point five yeah. ETH for a couple months. What they sell out originally, uh, Michael? Do you remember? I don't remember. They sold out. I think it was three. I think it went out at three. Yeah. It was like it's, I think it started and went at three. I'm I'm pretty it's sure. Pretty fast. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was a surprise. Like we didn't know what was happening. We knew that all the ape holders were getting one, and the fact that there were ten thousand extra was actually a surprise that day. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yep. So, yep. so I have a question for you guys, because Deb and Zink and I have talked about this a lot. Like, it kind of seems like World of Women, it's supposed to appeal to women NFT collectors, but it almost seems like it's a bunch of dudes assuming women are going to want it and buying it just to sell to them. That's exactly what I think, man. Because it's like all my yeah. friends who are collecting World of Women, they're basically crypto guys that, you know, their planets just sell to like rich women later on. So that's, I just <laughs> you know, that, that's the only sticking point for me. I don't know, but I, I, at the same time, I could see it becoming like, you know, as more and more women enter the space, like that's like the one to have, right? For them, totally, hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But I, um, I think it, I think it all comes down to the the exit for both board apes and for well, the women is celebrity and other like people doing it for their own, like to be part of the crypto space without, you know, like so. Like I think I think it's not really about like finding like oh some some rich women to buy your bags, right? It's, I think it's like, okay, we'll find some marketing companies to buy your bags. And then when you realize how small the supply is on these things and how large the entertainment space is, right? That doesn't, it doesn't require a lot to drive the prices up for these things. Another yeah. thing that World of Women really has going for it is uh, Guy O'Siri, the same guy that's yeah. doing the marketing for, for Bored Apes. Yeah, he uh, signed on with them back in January. So that's, I mean, you know, honestly, uh, it's not financial advice, but I have I have a very high conviction that if you bought one of those now, it's going to be a good investment. Yeah. I really do. Totally agree. Sure. The the galaxy. Yeah, you're talking galaxy. about the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, either either one, but the either galaxy. One, yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. The other one's like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Like, <laughs> uh, like a little bit. More, a little less, forty thousand. Okay, maybe. Forty grand. Okay, just like forty thousand. Oh, you know, just 40,000. There we go. Yeah. Casual. So Jen, what do you think about it? Like, like as a female, how, how do you feel about World of Women? You know what? I actually, um, man, this is so like sad, but like so tragic. But, like I bought, I minted one, like it was like 0.07 or something, or maybe like 0.05. And I immediately <clears throat> sold it for 0.1. 
Like, why did I do that? You, anyway, you pulled a Michael. But, yeah, yeah. No. I know. He influenced me. Now, this was before I think we met, but the art doesn't really matter much, like as much as people think the art does. So at first I was kind of like, eh, the art's okay. And I kind of let the art like determine whether I wanted it or not, which was like, well, why did I let the art determine that? The art's only, you know, barely part of it. But, um, but yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, they have a lot of like female celebrities. Like, I don't know, maybe we're following different people, but I do see a lot of like females like rocking their world of women and like talking about it and stuff. So I don't know, maybe our timelines are different, but I don't know. I don't see like um, a ton of guys like being like, yeah, I got my world of women. Like, I'm sure there are though, for sure. But, um, but yeah, like they really blown hit out of the park and like have blown me away. Like, I didn't think that they were going to like really... I mean, you never kind of expect a project to really explode a lot. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by them. Um, I am thinking now that Scaly's, like, now that you guys are talking about the like, Galaxy <laughs> ones, I'm like, Ooh, like maybe I'll think, mm. I gotta like, I gotta be watching these. I gotta be watching these. Sweep yeah. Sweep the, like, I have point nine each right now. Okay. Oh come on! You gotta sell. <laughs> no, I need. Did you, your, Did you ever sell your hate? Did you ever sell your hate piece? No, uh, okay. no, I was screaming at the radio. I, I was screaming at my uh, car when I listened to you guys. And you're like, nah, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to hang on to <laughs> I'm like, no, don't do it. I know that was one of my biggest like mistakes where it was like, I could have sold. It was like one of those like, oh, I could have sold, but then I didn't because <laughs> I was all stubborn. And now I'm still stubborn. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not selling this thing for, for 1.5. <laughs> like, Hell no, I'm gonna keep this thing till zero if I have to. Like I chose to I chose to keep this. Like there's no way. Because I minted it for like 0. 0.2. So I'm still it's technically Kiba, up, right? but it's like yeah, yeah the yeah, house of Kiba. Yeah. 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 Which is great. I love House of Kiba yeah. so much. And they've done a lot of really cool stuff. And that was a really cool like collab thing, like whitelist opportunity. But yeah, yeah Scaly, like obviously hindsight's 2020. Scaly pitched House of Kiba to us in the really early five hundred dollars. Five hundred yeah. dollars with yeah. with a credit card. I know. Yeah, credit card. Yeah, it's pretty funny. None of us, none of us, none of us, none of us uh, did it except for you. It gave me a hate beast. That right there was seven point five. Yeah, I still have. Did you sell it? Oh yeah, I sold it at the top, baby. Damn. No. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I tried oh, to. Funny. I guess I should have messaged you. <laughs> yeah, yeah really you should have DM'd me. Be like, yo, I really think you should sell this. No, because I people messaging me being like. Yo, I really think you shouldn't sell this. And they were like, tell me all yeah. the reasons I shouldn't. And I was like, you never well, no one's know. telling me I, I mean, should. You never know. Oh, of course. But yeah, like, I know. It's, yeah. I have many, many stories of holding things at the top and not selling. Art yeah. blocks. <laughs> art blocks. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of art blocks. Top shot. Top shot. Top shot. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay, so, but Zinc, you said you made a lot of your money in, in art blocks. And I yeah, don't really know that many people... And I, I would be curious to hear like kind of your story on how like you well like, what's your story with art blocks? <laughs> Let us know. I got into it really not like as early as some of the other guys. There's these guys that like went and minted squiggles and and ringers yeah. and and the stuff early. I think I got in in kind of very early February. So I had like a uh, minted like archetype and uh, and um, a few factor playground pieces and before there was even really a thing. So. I, but then it bought a squiggle really early, like early February. And just kind of got it hooked on it, right? But it was all really cheap back then. Um, and uh, nothing really happened with it. 
like you could get curated pieces for like 0.05 for a long time. Mints, curated mints wouldn't mint out. Um, you know, especially into like May and June, things slowed down a lot. And then like Fidenza came, that was like the biggest one, I think. It's like Fidenza came and you had about 30 minutes to mint a, yeah. um, a Fidenza for like, uh, it's like 0.17, I think. And, uh, you know, even the floor on, on mint, you could buy, like people were buying stuff for like 0.2, 0.25 right on mint day uh, on the secondary and for good ones, like spirals and stuff like that, for like 0.3, right? And uh, and then it just like caught on. Like there was just that, that wave in July, everything started heating up. And then August was just like this insane blow-off top where, where uh, everything was uh, priced yep. like crazy, right? And of course, like Fidenzas. And I have like one story where with uh, I was like looking to sell my Fidenza, right? Because it's like, you know, it's getting to like 100 ETH floor. And you know that's a lot of money. Jeez. I don't know like, <laughs> for something you paid, you know, like five hundred bucks for. And uh, and uh, I was at like in laws' house, and um, uh, someone like DM me like saying like, "Oh, there's like you know this extra um, like, these people are getting these." I think it was like some rumors about like three AC or some some funds whatever wanted to buy more condenses. So I like I ended up like leaving and racing home to unlist my condenser. Uh, that week and then five days later i sold it for like 180 so it was like double what? the price what the heck way <laughs> i fell top on that one yeah yeah and then and then that and that was it like it was like one i paid for week. all your tubby cats and your eating <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all my other wins so you know that was like my big big win but then you know i had a few other Damn, you know nice 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 sales like there was yeah. like a lot of stuff at the time like phases were like 25 e floor and singularities got up to like 25 it was nuts it was um, nice. I remember everything. Uh, Fon- Geo Runners. Fonro, uh, oh, Geo Runners, man. Do you know the Salo bots? Do you remember the Salo bots? Yeah. 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 The hands. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. mentioned one, but I, I sold it early. I sold it too early. I sold it. And I sold it probably and, for uh, pretty much what you paid for it. It was it was cost for a long time. I remember because yeah, I actually I, minted, I minted like four or five of them. And I uh, sold, well, it sucks, right? Because I sold that and I had a... Um, What's the um the vegans? You know those vegan uh punks? Yeah. Those little oh, like, yeah. like glitch, yeah, glitch yeah. punks, whatever. So I sold Rohan that had one a, for a while. Yeah. yeah, I sold that and a vegan punk uh for 0.85 ETH total. And I used that to buy a Hearst. And uh mm. which I thought was a great deal at first, but then you know the Hearst went to 20, it didn't sell because I'm an idiot, obviously. And then uh yeah. did it go all the way up to 20? I sold yeah. mine at eleven and a half. I thought uh 20, I remember. Oh, there was wow. there was twenty. Yeah. Now it's down and, to like three or four. Yeah, you know, hopefully it comes back. But I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, but then of course the sale bots and the and the vegans pump too, right? So there was a point yeah. where like those were like two times worth what my hearse is worth. Yeah. Uh, the market. Yeah, these yeah. markets are so insane, right? And like, it's of crazy. course, when things when things get to the top. I think the Fidenza ruined it for me because you get a feeling that like everything should do that. Right. And mm. obviously it doesn't. And most things aren't worth what the, what the price is. If you compare it to so, real art, it's kind of crazy. It's insane. Art, yeah. It doesn't even translate. And it's for a lot of reasons, but one is that there's so many people who are crypto wealthy. Right. And they don't want to, yeah. they don't want to cash out. They just want to use their ETH on something, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's really weird. Right. Cause like you have, you have, uh, on one hand, 
you know, it's not like the the NFT prices never get anything close to uh, to um, trad art pieces, right? So, like the top trad art pieces, the stuff that sells at Sotheby's and Christie's and Bonhams, right? They, they, you know, you have like multiple pieces selling for thirty, forty million dollars, and you know, like you're never going to see like that with crypto uh, or NFT art, right? But at the same time, you know, a lot of the pieces that go for a lot are you know, dead artists, right? And people from the 50s or the 30s or 1800s, right? And, uh, you know, we have like, a, it's like a two-year, three-year industry here, right? So, so you know, at some level, maybe because it's new and different and, you know, maybe the prices are justified in that way. But on another level, it's absurd, right? Because, um, you know, like we we just have no context for what these things really should be worth. And so even if things look nice, it's not clear that uh, that this is going to be important. We don't know yeah. what people are going to do in the future, right? And I don't know. I think the kind of the markets kind of learned that, right? Like if you look at like NFTs over the last three months, it's like one of the best three month stretches um, ever. Like January, mm-hmm. February were really, really powerful. Like Apes, Zuki, all the collectibles are just we're just uh, pumping so hard. And then if you look at like art prices, like super rare, it's just down, down, down. Super rare this month hasn't done a million dollars in secondary sales, right? Like it's wow. just absurd, right? Wow. And uh, so like art, I think really is taking a big hit because it's like people are starting to like reflect on, you know, like it, the art is good, but like, is it really worth paying all this money for it? And I think the so, answer is right now, no. So, so, so like how exactly are you comparing it? So the way I'm comparing like NFTs, are two crypto projects. So let's say you take a project like Cardano, right? During the uh, peak, I think it reached about 250 mm-hmm. billion. And if you look at all NFTs combined right now, the market cap is about 10 billion. So yeah, I totally agree. You know, there's a huge run up, man. And it's like I, you know, I still, I still, I still feel like we haven't reached that 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 blow off top yet. You know, the uh, long term blow off top. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree because I think it goes, but I think the value that those numbers are going to go into, I think like the the most successful NFT projects, like the way way people are using NFTs, the most successful is like the stuff that emphasizes the social and that emphasizes club membership. And so you have, you know, I feel like that's like the power of NFTs. Otherwise, we're just like trading, you know, like it is digital yeah, art, a- right? And so like, I think the power comes from, you know, there's a should be a reason to be holding the token, right? More than just collecting. And like that's where you get with board apes or Azuki or cool cats. You get this instant community. And then you also get a um, um a claim on kind of future developments within those groups, right? And like there's just a tradition in Web3 to reward early holders. And I think people are betting on that. And so I think there's really tons point. of space, tons of tons of room in the space for things to grow and i i've already think, said this before like i think like 2022 is going to be like almost 100 times probably in terms of volume than 2021 and i, I don't think that's going to change um and do you but, think that's because normies are going to enter or just that yeah i think they will yeah. for sure like look how much Point money is. gets traded on Robinhood, right it's absurd that those markets um i bet you those markets i don't know the exact answers on like what amc and gme and those 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 markets are, but i would be very surprised if they don't do more volume than than uh than nfts the monkey pictures like the money the money's out there i think when coinbase nft happens like people are going to be really surprised just in terms of like what happens when you turn that attention towards a new uh basically i think it's going to be a lot of crap projects but it's 
like the new dog coin, right? It's going to be NFTs when when it hits these kind of retail markets. What do you guys think is going to happen with Coinbase NFT if it ever launches? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is is Coinbase going to be just certain projects, or is it going to be all projects? Is it like an aggregate? Think, do we know I think, yet? I think it's certain projects. They're doing the launch, yeah, project launch, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought uh, they're doing. Projects. So, okay. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, those projects will be great for them. That's probably good to look into what they are. I don't know if they're priced in already, but like, no, I mean, that's you know, we know Coinbase's user base, how many people they have, and yeah. the word of mouth is spreading about NFTs. Like, everybody that's making money in NFTs is telling their friends, mm. you know, so people are, are the, the word when there's money being made, you know, the, the word spreads for sure. Man, you should see how it works. So a couple of people at work, they, uh, you know, they found out I was into NFTs and how much I made. And like the whole, so I work at a hospital, right? The whole ICU is basically into NFTs and crypto. <laughs> <laughs> do they know your yeah. Twitter handle, dude? Yes, they do, man. Unfortunately. Oh my God. Uh, You're doxxed yeah. already. What are you talking about? We got a, so we got a top. Kidnap. That's how they are. That's my, that's my only a... concern. <laughs> But like, I think it goes back to Jeff's point of how small the space is. Like if you go look at, uh, there's like the Dune Analytics on OpenSea, yeah. the number of number of accounts I've uh, ever traded an NFT all time is something like 1.4 million people. And it's like accounts. And we all have like multiple accounts. So right, like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's it's probably like 500,000 people, 600,000 people total that have ever transacted. And that's like, that, that doesn't, that includes all the people that, in the last two years before this run up that didn't uh you know that, that, that end up exiting the space too right so like it's just it just it is wild like it's a huge growth recently but it's still so small like yeah. like i posted this stat on twitter it's like you have uh you have more people playing like three times as many people playing minecraft at any one given moment than you have people ever wow. traded nfts yeah yeah we're in a little bit of a bubble where it feels like everybody knows about it everybody we yeah. communicate with you know yeah, it's obvious. Everyone, you know, sometimes I was at a, I was at a bar in Denver the other night with my, uh, with my brother-in-law. And I was like, I told him I'm looking around, I'm thinking like, how many people here? I wanted to know about NFTs. I want to start asking, people. you know, like, yeah, for sure. It feels, it feels like Bitcoin, like 2015, where like everyone knew, I remember I sat at the central bank and we started doing like surveys on Bitcoin and we, there was like high levels of like knowledge. Everyone knew about, but like how many people have ever actually used like 1%. Right, and I feel like we're even less than that. Yeah, that's true. that's true. But everyone knows people have about heard that, of it so now. Like, yeah. yeah, like my parents know about it, but uh, they don't yeah. understand it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they've like heard of it a year ago. They never heard of it. You know, it's like a thousand dollar Bitcoin. That's what it feels like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what what do you guys think about the whole the whole utility? You know, like do you think in a year? Obviously, the trend has gone from like a collectible, from art to collectible to utility. It's all about utility, thanks to like Gary V and some of these other things that have launched with. It's just all about the utility. I mean, no yep. offense to Gary, but like the art on his NFTs is like ridiculous, right? How <laughs> dare you? Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think you would mind if I said that. But like, you know, I mean, it's more about like, what do you get from it and the community and all that, but but it's most, it's redeemable for something, right? Yeah, yeah, then, of course. Uh, but what do you think, like in a year, are we going to keep down that path? Or do you think we're going to kind of go back or is there going to be like separate? No, camps? you're, you're exactly. Well, there's going to be, there's going to be both. There's going to be artists to put out art and they, you know, the utilities, the art and they, you know, but there's going to be, I've said this a bunch of times, your Costco membership is going to be an NFT. Every mm-hmm. concert and sporting yeah. event, every concert and sporting event is going to be an NFT. If yeah, you want the, if you want the new sandwich at McDonald's, you might have to own an NFT. Like, <laughs> 
it really is going to be good. Yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, you want the McRib? You got to show the NFT this time. Um, So, like, yeah. uh, Yeah, right now we're kind of art with a hint of utility. And we are going to move toward, like, utility is going to be really, really important. Gary V did lay the groundwork for that, for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, like a proof collector is killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know who else has really navigated it? Who navigates everything perfectly is uh, X copy because yeah. Do you guys own any X copy pieces? No, sadly I don't. Yeah. Tell us the history of X copy. Like what, like what's up with X copy? Why is X copy so famous? Why are all the OGs like, Oh oh my God, X X copy. (laughs) So he, like when I entered the space in 2018, he was definitely one of the first artists I saw. I wasn't smart enough to buy it. I wish I was. But it turned, and I don't know, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but we actually know someone who knows him well. Uh, and we've, we've messaged with him some. But anyway, he started out as a native digital artist. And then I don't exactly know how he got into crypto, but he was he had a Tumblr, the Tumblr the yeah. page where he had all his art on there. And he has these hilarious posts, like one day I'll sell these for a lot of money and stuff. And like, no one cared. Like he was selling them for like $10 and no one would buy them. One, and then, one pound. Um, yeah, one pound. And then he got into super rare. I think he was one of the first hundred mints on super rare, which does just one of one art. Right. And he just slowly built and just, he didn't do like, he was just dedicated. Like he just kept doing his art and putting it on super rare and he'd sell it for $50 or he'd sell it for a hundred dollars. And then there's these funny quotes looking back where like, I think he posted a new one and said, uh, come back to this in a year when this stuff is mainstream, you know? So it's pretty hilarious that now, like he always had that vision, right? And and now he sells stuff for millions of dollars. And so, so to answer your question, I think there's a lot of things. He's OG is a, a, a I don't know if we can cuss, but OG is fuck. And we can cuss. We can cuss. I just did. And then, um, <laughs> and then you know, he just kind of he was very like methodical. He didn't he didn't like try to do anything that like he just stuck to the art, right? And then he slowly built a base of fans, and then he never really veered from that. And his, the other thing is that I think his, most people like his art. They actually really like the art. Like, for example, when I got my mural frame, I put an X copy piece on there, um, which was called F is for fuck up. It's one of his best pieces and it's really old. And it has, I owned it. I owned a part of it briefly. Maybe I don't own it now, but it was scribbled out with some black marker. Like it's just really, really good. And, and, I kind of didn't know if it was just me who thought it was good. And so I put it up on this mural and then I had some friends over who know nothing about crypto or anything. And they're not even the types to like compliment me on, on art. You know, like I don't have any art in my house really. And they looked at it and they were both like, Oh my God, that is amazing. Like, what is that? And they wanted to know all about it. Like they really liked it. And like a few other people I noticed, like they were all drawn to it. And if I show people NFTs who don't know anything about it, they usually pick out the X copy and say, Oh, I really like that. You know? So I think there's a ton of appeal to Mm -hmm. his work. It's very identifiable, right? Like all they're not all the same, but they're similar. And then he's also navigated the whole, like he has a discord where he gives away stuff and he, he engages not too much, but not too little. He's approachable. Like you can DM him if you've been in the space for a while and he'll at least like acknowledge you, you know, I know he's busy and um, he just treats his collectors really well. Yeah. I yeah, was I thinking mean, the same thing. He, he doesn't <laughs> do podcasts. Yeah. He doesn't do podcasts. <laughs> oh. He's never, he's never done one. So if you can get one, that'd be, even Kevin Rose couldn't get him. So, wow. <laughs> Good luck with he's that. Ma- but he's 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 masterful though in that that social aspect of the NFTs. I think is yeah. I think yeah. you know, like I think there's people who can make great art, and 
they don't necessarily engage or maybe that's not their forte, whatever, but he's able to take that com- combination of like great art, great story, the OG-ness, and then also kind of fe- you feel connected to him when you collect him, right? And so you have yeah. that kind of one-on-one. It's There's no middleman that you're dealing with. You can, you know, like you said, you can DM Dex copy and, and uh, you know, he'll acknowledge you. Super approachable. Yeah. And then what I was going to say when you guys were talking about um, the trend towards, you know, obviously the trend towards PFP, it's almost like he's played it perfectly where you can't have two. The problem is super rare is there's no volume and they're one of ones. And even if you're prolific, there's like 30 pieces, right? Like that's a lot to have on super rare. Not many people have 30 pieces, but that's only 30 collectors and a lot have two. So that's like 15 collectors. So X copy has kind of slowly mastered the art of edition pieces where he's done 100 edition pieces. Afterburn, I think, was 800 pieces. And at the time, it was like, whoa, what are you doing? You're diluting your art. Well, no, he's not. He's building a community. Mm-hmm. And now you look at those pieces that he he made an 800 of, and they're all worth like eight ether, you know? And then yep. just recently, he did, the other day, he did uh, Max Payne and Friends, open edition for 10 minutes. And I think it minted like, what, 7,000 around that number? Yeah, 7,400. And then he made a joke tweet right after. He said, Max Payne is the reveal. <laughs> and people were speculating like wait a minute is this a pfp project like are these place markers are these placeholders and these are all going to turn into like a one-of-one pfp and no they're yeah. not but he kind of was hinting at the fact that look i just sold seven thousand plus of this art to seven thousand maybe different people or four thousand different people however many and like he's growing this audience in the way most artists can't do and it's not a pfp project you know yeah so i saw favorite- that was happening oh, i'm sorry go ahead Go ahead, Deb. Yes, I, have a, I, have, I have a quick question. So his latest PFP project, it's uh, it's like a supply of over 7,000, right? And the price right now is about 7 to 8 ETH. And then we have like his lower supply. What, you mean the pieces. grifters? Yeah, exactly. Not, 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 not gr- uh, grifters, uh, ma- Max Payne. I think it's like oh, one yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. like 8,000, right? Or whatever it is, or 7,000? Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's like one and a half ether, yeah. One and a half. Oh, so it's, I remember. Yeah, my, my, it's a little bit my, lower. My, my yeah. bad. Like, do you feel his like lower editions are undervalued right now? So the ones that are 20, 30, so supply? Yes. Yeah, I do. And I, um, yeah, I do for sure. Because yeah, if you do the math, right. like, how do you do the math on that? So let's say you well, have exactly. a 20 edition piece. Let's say you have a one of one that's worth a million. And then you have 30 edition that's the market cap is 4 million. And then you have a 7,000 piece where the market cap is 30 million. You know, like, like how do you... How do you compare those? It's kind of weird. That's a great question, man. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know the answer. No, no I mean, it, it'll end up coming down to what people like and what he does with them. Like, you know, there'll be times in the future where if you own this, you'll get this possibly, you know, things like that. That might determine, but yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to know. He's the guy though. He's one of the, the top few crypto artists for sure getting more, yeah, more just, popular all the time he, he just has all the pieces together yeah like, i'm actually surprised only 7500 or so minted i actually missed that last week i saw it going down but i was out in colorado with my family i would have would have done a bunch of, what did they mint for one one ETH. one ETH. okay okay so that's yeah it's pretty lavish. i didn't get one just because i didn't want to deal with nifty gateway and kind of <laughs> yeah yeah for sure that's a pain you know I mean? yep yeah. So I kind of figured I'd buy on secondary and it'd be a little more expensive probably, but yeah, you know, uh, we'll see. 
So do the well, people have oh, to, did they have to they have to bridge it from Nifty Gateway over to OpenSea still, or is that seamless now? They, they, to, they had to bridge yeah. it. Yeah, okay. it's I think a little more seamless, but yeah, I, I think like still the best is just if you have a credit card with the right limit, then yeah, much better than dealing with the ETH thing. Amex Platinum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like three thousand, right? So yeah, right, be. right. Um, I was going to say, what was the whole deal with Nifty Gateway? Because, like, I remember when it was like people was putting out his pieces on there, like every single day they'd be coming out with these like different auctions or like these one dollar auctions. Like they had all this stuff going on. Like people would be checking Nifty Gateway all the time. I mean, you did just say X copy like launched his last thing on there. But like, I feel like they kind of fell off. Like, I don't know, like what, what, what was the situation with them? Like how come they didn't like really blow up a ton? I think they released so many pieces. Like, as you were saying, Jen, um, you know, during the whole people era, you know, we had so many projects launching every day. Right. And people just weren't able to flip the projects for profit anymore. So I think until mm-hmm. December ish, from October, 2021 to December, 2000, Sorry, two, sorry, 2020. Um, you were able to flip projects for like two to like 10x easily, right? Back then. But then there was such like an influx of supply that it was just like people were underselling, undercutting themselves. And it just led to like the death of Nifty Gateway. But apparently they, you know, haven't kept track of, you know, track of Nifty Gateway. But um, I think they accept ETH now and you could seamlessly transfer your NFTs, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the problem is it's custodial. So you, for you to bid, you know, like on Super Rare, you can just connect your wallet and then you can bid from your wallet. But for Nifty Gateway, you have to send ETH to the wallet on Nifty Gateway. And then that's stupid, right? Because if it's, I guess they don't usually have auctions. You kind of know the price up front. So I guess that's sort of why they do it that way. So They do sometimes. A, they have, yeah. Do they? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, sometimes. They yeah, I was going to say, things. it's annoying because, well, let's say you wanted to buy one, but then you change your mind at the last second, you're all buy that one, but then you don't have enough ETH in your wallet. By the time you send it, you can't buy it. Yeah. So, yep. And, and then the other thing that happened is like, it'll, if you don't pay attention, sometimes stuff gets stuck there. Like you'll try to transfer it off and then it doesn't go and you have to do it later. And like for me, like I had the Aku Dreams one and I didn't yep. have it transferred over. And then my phone, I got reset my phone. Anyway, I couldn't get it transferred over in time to qualify for an airdrop. So like half my stuff mm-hmm. was on my wallet, half was on their wallet. Like the whole custodial thing for me is super annoying. Yep. Agreed. I think, I think still they're probably the best prime marketplace for kind of uh, expansion to outside crypto. Yeah. Yeah. I think right? you're right. So like, yeah. I still think they're, they're, they're on ramp for, Fiat is better than anyone anyone else's. I do like okay. how it connects to Gemini. Like I have a Gemini yeah, account, and you can exactly. actually use your balance on there. So that actually is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like trying to take advantage of the fact that you guys are here. Also, Rarible, like Rarible, used to be super popular too, right? Like, <laughs> trash. I was never oh. on Rarible, but I heard like I heard like in the beginning, like years ago, it was like Rarible was like the marketplace. But then it's like no, then OpenSea no. came and like. Killed it. No, 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 you have it all wrong. No, oh, no, no. Oh, see, see, I need the facts. I need the facts. <laughs> okay, here's the facts. OpenSea was there, right? Kind of right at the beginning of, yeah. I guess, the first NFT boom. It was, sept- yeah. I want to say it was, sept- it was when I bought my punk, my my 3D glasses punk. It was like September 2000, was it 20? Oh, yeah, 2020. Uh, Rarible launched and they had the token, right? And you could, f- like, it was called volume farming or something. So 
for all the volume, buy and sell volume you created on the site, you got the rareable token and the rareable token was worth a fair amount. So like what I did with my punk is I DM'd a guy and I said, I want to buy that punk. And he's like, all right, I'll sell it to you for this. And I'm like, okay, well, how about a trade? So anyway, I sold mine for like a super inflated price and he sold that one for a super inflated price <laughs> that we agreed on. And then we sold it to uh, each other and then we got enough rareable token that it almost paid for like half of it. And wow. we kept doing that. Like people kept doing that. Like Pranksy was doing yeah. it like crazy. Carlini, who you guys had on, was doing it. And uh, uh, people were going crazy. Kirby. And they finally said, okay, no more. And they stopped doing the token for wash trading. And then it's funny when Looks Rare came out, the exact same thing happened. It's yeah. like, when you guys learn? Like, I was like, that sounds like Looks Rare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rareable yeah. was always trash. It was never good. It's, and, it's weird because uh, their front ends are terrible. But like, I feel terrible. like their technology seems like they keep on working on on uh on the back end stuff so like something that feels like someone just needs to buy and then like actually make a nice app for it because yeah, like there's, right. no... there's some potential but the is yeah it, the other thing is that um the scam like they don't even try to get rid of scams i mean i know yeah. OpenSea is pretty mm. bad too but like for example i was looking at uh keyboard monkey's wallet yesterday for some reason uh and i was like oh he's got some nice apes and he had like this golden ape like when did he get that? And I clicked on it, and it was on sale for one ETH. And I'm like, what? And then it, it said rareable, uh, but it looked exactly like a board ape. And then just at the very top it says rareable. I'm like, that is ridiculous. And that's just like my impression of rareable in general. It's like yeah. it's just a bunch of crap. Yep. Yeah, I've seen those too. I've seen it looks like a collection, but it just says rareable. Yeah, I've definitely. Seen yeah, that. yeah. So I don't know. I don't ever go on there anymore. The only thing hey, I think see- I ever did on there, sorry, it was a uh, MetaKey 4 dropped on there. I think a bunch of the MetaKeys yes. dropped on there, but that's the yeah. only thing I ever did on there. Yeah. I think there was a time when people forgot their listings on Rarible, and so you could always go hunting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, and find yeah. But it's so hard to find stuff. stuff. Well, yeah, I know. Can't that's, find why, that's why it worked, yeah. right? Because like, it would just be their hidden listings. So you had to just like, scroll through a million different things, and you're like, oh, that's <laughs> so what else is going on this week uh what else has been happening guys well there's okay i talked about the azuki uh meet up on march 30th are you guys going uh is that in la it's going to be in la yeah so i uh what is happening on the 30th i'm not sure i'm not sure i haven't heard about that one i don't have an azuki so i'm not sure if i need one but uh actually on the 30th voltura from psychedelics anonymous he said he invited you to jennifer um, they're doing a Psychedelics Anonymous exclusive uh, Steve Aoki concert. Oh, that, wow. oh my God. Yeah, he yeah. did DM me, but I'm not yeah. going to be in LA. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I'm going to go to that. Yeah, I gave him my name. Mm-hmm. He's going to put it on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, nice. yeah, he, that yeah that's cool. Yeah. He's a good dude, man. That guy's really impressive. You guys know know him or heard him to, um, enough, a bunch or whatever? Uh, Voltura from Psychedelics Anonymous. What's no, his name on Twitter? No. Voltura, V-O-L-T-U-R-A dot ETH. Yeah, actually did yeah. a whole like, interview with him. Yeah, we had him on. Um, you probably know Psychedelics Anonymous, I assume, or maybe not. Yeah, even. I've heard of it. I've okay. Of it, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, there's so much going on. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's done okay. really well. There's like the floor on it's like, you know, four ETH, and there's also a bunch of other components that they've airdropped that are worth a lot. Oh. Um, but he's really impressive. Like his the way he marketed that project, if if anybody ever wants to go back and listen to the episode that Jennifer and I did with him from minute 25 on, he gives like a masterclass of how to market a project. He, he's really, he's really impressive. 
and they're doing really he's well. Like they're doing lots of stuff. Yeah, he's a good talker. Uh, he does he does Twitter Spaces all by himself, and there'll be like fifteen hundred people in there. It's like I, I'm not going to call it a cult, but it's like people <laughs> pe- people that like psychedelics anonymous like really like psychedelics yeah. anonymous. That's no, he, like, he's really good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's really I, I he was really up, impressive. Uh, looks like he but, follows me. That's pretty cool. Nice. There, there you go. go. I'll follow yeah. him back. Yeah. And and the fact that he like reached out to me today, you know, or yesterday, whatever it was, and was like, and I was just like, that's awesome. You know, that's, that shows a lot. You know, that's cool. He's fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's a really good project, long-term project for sure. So it's funny. Uh, out, that's why I like your guys' uh, podcast because it's impossible to keep up with everything now. Like I feel like a year Absolutely. ago, actually you could a year ago. Pretty yeah. Much keep up yeah. With You're right. You're right. There's just no way now, no. but, uh, that's why podcasts are good for that. And I'm sure you guys are in a lot of groups, like our group with, with Deb and Zinc and about six or seven other guys. We, uh, we kind of keep everyone informed on different stuff because without nice. that, there's just no way. Like a Twitter group or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. a Twitter group. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to bunch we have a of Discord those. as well, but we don't really okay. use Discord as much. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. No, those groups are really, those groups are really great. We have a Discord for NFT catcher. And there's oh, yeah. like ten, there's like ten thousand people up in there. If you guys oh, ever wow. want to come in, say what's up. Yeah, it's it's, oh, wow, it's, okay. it's yeah, it's a cool. I mean, you know, I, we built it up. There, we have fifty thousand or almost sixty thousand uh, subscribers on our website. But we kind of like we opened in May and really built up the Discord, and then kind of fell off a little bit, and then kind of to the end of January, been back in there and really building that community again. It's really good people. Uh, there's a podcast channel, and uh, but I'm yeah, I'm in a bunch of those groups too on a. Uh, on Twitter, the Magic Magic City Apes, a bunch of apes in Miami. Like there's like 75 people. Oh, when wow, NFT man. catcher uh, PFP. Yeah. Uh, that's I don't know about a PFP, but we're gonna do something <laughs> at some point. We're taking our time. Like everyone keeps saying, you know, but I want the time to be right. I want there to be real value to it, and I want it to make sense. Um, yeah, I want to do something like with the even with the podcast and with the website, like do something really cool. But I'm not. It doesn't feel right at the moment. We yeah, need to yeah, really, really have some good value. Honestly, sometimes I feel like in this space, everyone's in a rush. Yeah. And there's a sense that like, oh, it's all going to end next, you know, six months from now. Or right. you know, if, you don't, if you don't get it done now, then it's, it's so, true. I, it's so <laughs> true. I I don't think that's like the right way to think about any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you, no. if you're doing quality things, it's going to be valuable whether you do it now or a year from now or five yeah. years from now. Yeah. You also have to remember you drop a project. That's a project. You're starting a business that's going to be around forever. Now, if you sell it to three or four or 5,000 people, those people are looking to you to see what you're going to do. You better be ready. You know, it's, it's fun to drop a project and make $3 million in a day, but now the hard work starts and you, you have to, you know, build and build and you're going to have people like we, I see lots of influencers that I like, and that I'm friends with in the space that put out a project. And a few months later, it's kind of fledgling and they're getting a lot of shit for it. You know, um, it's yeah. it, these just forever. It's a lot of stress. Yeah. yeah, it is for sure. There's a lot on your shoulders. Uh, you have a lot of investors now. It's not even like, you know, like like stocks, like you have like a, like a you know, a stock opens up a, a startup business. People aren't like up your ass like that, like they are now, you know, there's like in your discord, when floor, when moon, you know, like <laughs> Scam, yeah, scam, rug, rug pull. Yeah, exactly. People's people's timelines are like two weeks, you know, like, yeah, like two two weeks is an eternity. Two weeks is an eternity. If a project sells out, 
people want like two hours later, they're wondering why the floor isn't skyrocketing. <laughs> I know, I know. And yeah. and also also speaking of which, you guys are coming out with your own project, right? Are yeah, you working on I, something? Deb and I are yeah. working on something with uh, Punk Vandalay. It's it's uh we don't need to talk about it really, but it's called Aliens. Uh eight the, the number eight L I E N S N F T that's our Twitter handle. No, I think I've seen that. Yeah, but we're pretty it's sure a free mint, so we're um we're kind of taking oh, the first off. Free mint, let's go. Yeah. Wait, yeah, when is that? Love that. When mint? When mint? Well, that's the question. It's whenever oh, we want to do it. Okay. No, it's going to be pretty soon, but we're we're kind of taking it slow. We actually kind of had a, a new idea to add to it that we're we're you know working on. So it's kind of nice, like you said, like honestly, like once it mints, I think people will like it. So like, who really cares when it's going to be? But it'll be pretty soon. But we don't have an exact date. Okay, so y'all are always like on the pod. Like, Oh, how come you guys never talk about things before they met? Well, here you go. And it's free. Eight, <laughs> eight, eight aliens NFT. We'll have Andy Lincoln in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. At least follow the Twitter or something, follow along. Um, nice. but yeah, free mint. Yeah, that's so, exciting. No that's exciting. I love a free mint that takes a lot yeah. of guts, but it could really pay off really well if you if you do no, it. Well, that's the thing. Like know? we're making because you know, like everything now seems yeah. like a money grab, right? So sure. we're building like a native marketplace for the aliens. And oh, wow. there's gonna be like zero percent royalty. So so basically like, it's like we're not making anything from this, right? So we're so we're we're bringing back the fun in NFTs, like collecting it for the sake of collecting NFTs. And that was our whole idea, right? Because like beautiful, it's like the one thing we've noticed now is that there's this whole like DeFi, like the DeFi guys are coming to the NFT space and it's just like rugs after rugs and it's not fun anymore, man. You know, so that, that was the whole concept of our project. Cool. Yeah, kind of like yeah. how CryptoPunks was back in the day. It was, uh, they had their own marketplace, free mint, no royalties. And then the team kept 10%, you know, to kind of align incentives. And we're doing, the, so we're doing the exact same thing. Oh, Love I like that. that. Very okay. cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because because CryptoPunks they didn't do any royalties, but then they kept some right. so that they can like sell them right. like exactly. Yep. And it was like that was smart. Are, are one of you guys a dev that's able to do it without paying a developer? Yep. So that's nice. a great thing. So we ended up teaming up with some devs that are actually because uh, because like you know we want to be in the NFT space for a long time, right? We actually want to build a name for ourselves. And the uh, devs as well, they actually want to contribute to like building a solid NFT project, which we found like fantastic. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it fits with our vision and goals. Amazing. I love that. Love What's great that. is whenever we find people that work like that, we need like a web developer or the uh, code developer, they will give them a choice. Like we can pay you some ETH, but we can also pay you in aliens and they always want to take the aliens so, so like they're all you know like i think they want to do it for fun and like yeah it's a bit of a risky thing right like it may not right. turn into money but they kind of want to just do it for fun you know which is yeah. great guys i have a question a random question right now because i you know because i've been seeing a lot of chromie squiggle hype on twitter recently i have to ask zinc mm. a question since you guys are all on this zinc, <laughs> do you think it's worth getting a day one chromie squiggle right now do you think it's going to age well well there was some day ones on the floor so I think those would be worth. But I don't know if the premium's going to be. I don't. It's it's really about like serial number stuff. Do you care? Do you care about early serial numbers or not? And I think in the long run, people aren't going to care that much. Okay. I don't know. Like I, in Top Shot, you guys know better. In Top Shot, have the early serial numbers held up? I know early on people cared not a lot anymore. about them, but it used to be. Yeah, people, 
now people don't care about the cereals like no, and not all. not nearly as much they go for a so, little bit extra but like not really like and i i feel yeah. like the people that really care about having the proper like you know minted on the first day squiggle um already got theirs the, do you think new people coming into the space mm-hmm. in the next one year two years five years are going to care about squiggles yeah i think i think so yeah i think there's enough it's a good I question think, i don't know if they're yeah, rich maybe like i don't know i mean i mean let's yeah rich. let's be honest let's be honest like i mean i get the oh. whole like it was built on the chain and the, the computer did it but like they're it really just little with <laughs> yeah I mean, but michael yeah. a hyper rainbow come on yeah I know. <laughs> exactly right 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 a hyper rainbow you know, I think it's, I feel like there's always going to be like a, a tiny amount of collectors that are going to gravitate towards early collections. For example, because when I got into the whole crypto punk scene, um, I ended up talking with some OG punks and they kept talking about the whole Nakamoto card in the rare Pepe um, mm. series. Right. And then I started digging and digging and digging. And I noticed, you know, and I found that it was the first, it was the birth of crypto art and, you know, and NFTs It all stemmed from the Nakamoto card. And, you know, it actually, it made me feel like I wanted to invest in it, even though it was, you know, at the time it was quite a bit of, I think I paid a uh, 21,000 for it and now it's going for about 300 K, but it just made nice. me feel like, you know, I, it's like, you know, I need to have this in my collection. And I think later on, as more and more yeah. people get into the space and, you know, these investment funds or whatever starts jumping in, you know, they might want to allocate a small proportion of their portfolio into important historic pieces that you know contributed to this space chromie squiggles included rare pepes they were like the first um like nfts on bitcoin from like 2014 or something right like that was like the thing about them because i remember you and you and daniel got hits kept tweeting yes, about rare pepes <laughs> and that was the reason why i bought and and then and then i i tweeted i was like yo I actually bought one and then daniel's like Oh no! It was either you or Daniel. Oh, you didn't even get the good one. I was like, "Damn it!" I got the bad one. But so it's anyway. actually really cool. The story about like rare Pepe's. So there were previous. So it's not really an NFT. It's a fungible token. So you know we have non fungible tokens, which is on ETH. It's on. It's it's on. It's on. It's on BTC, which is on, which um, counterparty is built on. So they're basically fungible tokens. Um, you had other projects before that, but Rare Pepe's were the first project to actually build a solid community that was all or- organic. It was a grassrooted community, and you had like these. You had these um, OG crypto artists that started making Rare Pepe cards, right? And um, if you look at if you look at the history behind the Nakamoto card and then the development of the other cards, you could see that crypto art in itself and NFT stemmed from the Nakamoto card. Like the whole like crypto culture evolved from that whole series, which I find very like appealing and magical. I'll get his Arnum? name later, guys. <laughs> exactly. Arnum. I'm sorry. Arnum. Arnum? 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 Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The first, Arnum. the first Bitcoin NFT, I believe was colored coins, which weren't really yeah. an NFT, but they were, I don't really know what they were, but they were like, you know, things that you could trade back and forth that on the Bitcoin network. That's fascinating. It's a fascinating whole yeah. to, you know, to dive down. But yeah. To answer your question, I do think as the space grows, the Chromie squiggle, it's too revered by the serious collectors, I think, to ever lose a ton of steam. Like, I really do think um, of all the art blocks, 
you know, it's actually quite a bit cheaper, right. Than a Fidenza there's, there's 10 times the supply. So that's probably right. why, but, uh, the Snowfro, everyone loves him so much and it's his collection. It's the Genesis collection on art blocks and there's traditional artists getting into it. They had a traditional art gallery display squiggles not too long ago in New York. And I, I really do think it's a pretty safe bet. And I don't think the day one thing matters that much. I think just yeah. get a floor one, you know, just to have okay. one. I'm about to 8.1 for 8.9 and uh yeah. there's no there's no there's no uh history is going to get written that doesn't include art blocks is like kind of the catalyst for any sort of um, generative art boom right so if generative art becomes big and art blocks fades away like it doesn't like the platform itself so it won't it won't matter in terms of looking back historically like generative art does not have the success it has without uh without the art blocks platform yeah plus the squiggle is the logo for art blocks just like yeah. uh, the rain the rainbow puke is the logo for doodles that's why i got a rainbow <laughs> puke i feel like uh that's a good good play pump nice. my own bags a little bit Bro, yeah. doodles are gonna pump so hard i have a feeling <laughs> what are they yeah. at now are they like 13 or 14 they seem to be uh right around there last time i checked yeah Nah, man, we had a we we were looking at them. I was I think it was like three and a half or so on this podcast. And I was telling Jennifer that I wanted one. And then the next week it was like five. And I was like, ah, oh, I remember guess that. I yeah. missed it. Yeah. I just rode it all the way up. I'm, that's it. Gotta trust my gut a little more. I'm I, bought my, I bought my man. first one for for five. Right. I think I was listening yeah. to you guys. Podcast OK, like yeah, yeah. One of like 10 different things that told me to buy one, you know? And yeah. I was like, oh, I wow. That's awesome. Oh, Good go. move. Good move. Yeah. My doodles are my biggest regret ever, man. Yeah, I got a few few regrets. Yeah, there's regrets. We 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 keep talking about Fidenza. I minted two Fidenzas and sold them like within 24 hours. Oh, there you go. I I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, (laughs) I minted four apes and sold them within 24 hours. So yeah, yeah, probably for pretty much cost at that point, right? They they didn't go up too much. Uh, I had I got a really rare one. I got a business suit, like a trade list business suit. Yeah, and I sold it for four ETH right after I minted it. Oh wow! It. And you must have been and thrilled was, at that. Point. Oh, I was all yeah. proud of myself. I was like, yeah, wow, yeah. fifteen grand. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now wow. it's worth like a million dollars plus. Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. Oh, That's wow. wild. That's wild. The guys bought, are rich now, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I yeah. stopped buying stupid NFTs, I would be. Right, you can. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I'm it's telling you, Eden Hart is going up. I'm telling you. I already sold mine. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Eden Hort. I didn't have the patience. Yeah, I got wrecked with that as well. <laughs> yeah, I bought an Oreo for two. Not, not, not aging well. And I bought one for 10 ETH and I sold it for a 0.9. Oh my wow. God. That's terrible, dude. That's so wrecked. Oh my 10 ETH? What the hell? Wait, was that for tax loss harvesting purposes? I know you're always into like taxes mm-hmm. and everything. Don't get them started on taxes, Jimmy. <laughs> I know. Okay, no, no tax talk. Okay, no, no tax loss talk. <laughs> no, I was gonna I, I was honestly gonna try to flip it for like 20, 25 ETH. And then I just noticed like the project kept like dipping and dipping and dipping, and I just didn't see. I don't know. I might be wrong, but um, I just didn't see it going up again. So I sold it. I'm like, you know, I'll just declare it at the end of the year for tax loss harvest and I'll be fine. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you crack me up with your tax loss tweets all the time. You're depressing, man. If you guys oh, want no. some depressing tweets about taxes, follow the bussy. No. What's your what's yeah. your the bussy? What's your tweet? The bussy one hundred. Exactly. <laughs> He's on point with the tax talk. All about the ETH and the ETH rolling average. I still don't understand, and I don't want to talk about real. Like, if you guys are into NFTs, like, really try to like figure out your tax situation because you could get wrecked. Like, I made a ton of profit last year, and the government's taking half of yeah, it, which brutal. is like really freaking depressing. And, I actually yeah, would. I would advise this. This is what I'm going to do. I I think Coin Tracker is actually pretty good, and I would buy. I would go ahead and buy it for 2022, and then it'll just update all your stuff, and then you can yeah. get a, a feeling. In March, you know, you don't want to wait till December because it'll, it'll sneak up on you. And so I think it's really important, even though you don't want to look at it. It's not very fun. You, you, you kind of have to. Yeah. And remember the government one day, if they want to ever look back and you know, everything's on the blockchain, they're going to be able to look back five, six years. Yeah. Whatever they want to do. And it's not going to be hard for them to use coin tracker either. Right. Like, if no, it's not. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They could do it in two seconds. Yeah. So, yeah. And like, just the, um, and just like a heads up, if you guys really want it accurate, just um i think because i'm using token tax right now and i'm using the vip service and the guy did a great job he went through every single transaction i ever did and it's by the books so if i ever do get audited in the future you know they can't you know they can't say anything against mm-hmm. me ever you know everything, right. everything right. properly so um definitely invest in something for taxes yeah i want to hear your guys' biggest uh your biggest cope like what's the thing you sold to early or never bought that you like almost bought uh well for me definitely selling those two fidenzas um that's pretty brutal that yeah i I didn't know i i was just like i saw somebody on twitter saying something so i went and bought them yeah i was just when i was whatever just trying to figure it out um i wish i would have bought more v friends i have i have my facetime frog but i also had a keen kingfisher which i'm definitely disappointed i sold i i minted six uh, uh punks comic ones that I sold mm-hmm. too early. It's, it's a nightmare. Five cool cats I minted. I was I was right there. I minted like seven gutter cat gangs. You know, it's not that many, but like we were. Mm-hmm. I was all we were all right there at the right time. Those are some of my bad ones. How about you guys? What about you, Jenny? You know, I'm not as rich as you guys. So, but I will say, like a lot of things that I missed because I was like I didn't have the money. I'm like four days. So I was like, oh, like I barely have any ETH. Like, what am I gonna do minting? You know these. <laughs> these pictures, it's just a lot of things where it was like, I, you know, I didn't have the money to take advantage of the opportunities type of stuff. But then as far as like stuff that I bought, yeah, probably my world of women that I paper handed for point mm-hmm. one, like mm-hmm. that was, yeah. The problem is though, like if, if it, like that Fidenza, let's say it went up to three or four or five, you probably would have sold it. Like you weren't going to hang on. Ex- right. You're exactly right. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not crazy like me. No, the only one I ever like the board ape, there was just something about it. And I knew I was like, I'm not selling this thing, you know, like even because yeah, there were times there were times 14, 15. I'm like, damn, how could I not sell this? You know, but I just for whatever reason, that one, I don't want to sell that one if I unless I really need the money one day. That hurts. I was yeah. in the discord really early, like before. Oh, the yeah. Everything. Yeah. So I saw it. I didn't mint any of them. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> I think selling my that, ape for my my last ape for uh, seventeen and a half, I'm pretty bummed because it was a 3D glasses ape and it was like really cool. Mm. I don't know why. I don't even know why I sold it. Like I didn't need the money. Like that's stupid. Yeah, 
It's it's a lot of eat. I mean, at the time, it's still a lot yeah. of money. You know, it's like yeah, that's true. It's like damn. You know, like I, I get it for sure. Um, that took a week uh, to sell out themselves. You know, they took a week to yeah. to mint out it for sure. Yeah. I think my biggest cope is um. I, had to, I think somebody messaged me last May, and he you know he told me to mint some some apes, and you know I had like I think it was zero point zero eight ETH per ape. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, you know, and I think there was a special deal if you got 10 apes and, you know, I had the ETH ready and everything, but then last minute I'm like, holy shit, I think ETH is going to rocket this summer. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm basically going to lose all my ETH. And that was, you know, that was, that, that was a big cope. The other one was even Keith, the, uh, it's like one of the founders of, uh, of, uh, doodles. So he DM'd me, he's like, uh, Deb, I'm, you know, I'm starting this project doodles, whatever. Do you want to mint some? And I kind of ignored his messages, man. I was, uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's brutal. Wow. Oh, man. So I didn't uh, ignore it. I just said, yes, you know, I'll look into it. But I, you know, I unfortunately never did. <laughs> no, that happens a lot with DMs. You get so many and you don't want to poo-poo yeah. anybody. But like I know. most of them are not great. But, you know, there's there's always going to be some in there that are, uh, totally. that are diamonds <laughs> in the rough. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? As long as we made profit, that's all that matters. You know, for it's sure. Like when you look at sure. it, yeah. yeah hindsight's yeah, think, twenty. Hindsight's 20-20. You could always make yeah. different moves. Yeah, for sure. It really is. I mean, yeah. there's times where I look at these NFTs and I go, "Really? Like someone's going to pay this much money for a little cartoon because it might mm-hmm. someday like be in a movie or something? Like, what? It doesn't even make it's sense." Easy to think about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's way worse. Guys find that scary, man. Because you know, I talk to people at work and they start talking about overtime and taking extra shifts here and there to make money. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, I made like a 20 year salary in like a month. And it's like, it's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. It's like mind numbing. It's like, what, like, you know, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> that is crazy. It's, it's, it's hard to keep that in perspective. I always try to like, like, you know, we talked about the hate beast. We got it for free, not for free. You got to mint it because we had the house of Kiba sell it for, you know, 25, $30,000. And that's like, if you work at McDonald's, you're like taking the bus for a year to go to work and like, you know, working 40 hours a week to make that much money. So it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. Which one? The hate beast. Sorry. Yeah, I was just like, now yeah. that I think nah, about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's bad, Jenny, sorry. Holding on to that. Yeah. Like imagine like you could have sold it for like 10 ETH and then it's like, starts just going down. Like now it's like yeah. 1.5. Uh, down horrendous. Yeah. Um, we should probably wrap this up just because I don't want to I want to be respectful of everyone's time. We've been going for a solid hour and a half now. This has been really fun. This has been fun. Yeah. yeah. This has been yeah, a really good time. Thanks for having us. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Thank of you course. So much, guys. Looks rare times NFT Catcher Pod collab episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, anyone want to say any last minute, you know, words? Anything, any last minute things that anyone wants to say before we close this out? Yeah, get your taxes figured out, guys, for next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's perfect. Of course, yeah. of course. I can't be that. Yeah, you got to end on that. <laughs> okay, we'll end on that. Then. All right. Peace. Ciao, guys. Later. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace. Show